natural law, the key to preserving freedom and the maintenance of our life support system. As a society becomes more immoral, that society will become more enslaved. And now here's the host, Bill Hoy. Hello, anyone out there that's listening. This is another Natural Law podcast episode on Anchor Spotify. This is Natural Law, episode number 75. My name is Bill Hoy. My website is willhoy.com, W-I-L-L-H-O-E-Y.com. And it's June 2022, something like June 5th, I think. And um doing my walking the tightrope series and and talking more about justice systems so i'll just get right into it so just gonna start with my bullet points here and i want to discuss some points from the last lesson and start with first bullet point uh this is going to be my last episode for a while and uh i say this a lot and i uh end up doing an episode here and there but um i'm just i'm 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 just tired just tired this you know work that i do just i've been through this and i'm just going to keep saying it you know just this is this is a part of doing a great work and um, don't get as most people know who do this work you you don't get paid or get paid very well doing this work and it's 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 tough and um i i at least think that uh I probably will only be doing maybe an episode, maybe on average once a month or something, at least for the next couple months. Maybe, maybe not. I'm not even sure. Um, I I will say this, uh, this is from the bullet point. Um, I still want to do the interview with the childcare worker. I am, I am planning on doing that. I am definitely planning, still, still planning on doing that. So, you know, somewhere somewhere in here in the next couple weeks there i will have episode i'm pretty sure episode 76 uh, interview with a child care worker because that's so important because that's so important that's why our world's fucked up telling you what's what's the these child care workers the the garbage that they're putting in the heads of these three, four, five, and six-year-olds, and I've been through this, these three, four, five, and six-year-olds mainly are are basically whatever is said to them just goes right into them. They're in their format of years, and they're in the stage of development that Eric Erickson calls uh, initiative versus guilt, so they're forming their identity, and the shit that these child care workers and daycares and even even public schools these fives and six-year-olds in public schools are putting in these kids heads uh, 
the things that they say to them, the it, it's it, it's it's destroying our children, and the the parents of these kids they're fucked up. Um, also wanting to talk with a child care worker about um, the, uh, the the amount of kids that are autistic. It, it, it's it, it's an absolute cal calamity. So I, I am definitely planning on doing this interview with this child care worker. Absolutely, because this is this is why our world's the way it is. This is why. But. Um, as far as, you know, once again, I'm just saying this is going to be my last episode for a while. I'm going to stick the child care worker episode in there, but I just, I just really, to be honest with you, just don't know. I just, you know, um, um, like I said, tired, just, I barely have had any days to even just look over this lesson and put it together and uh, uh, where I'm working the restaurant um, we're short help right now and it's a busy season so the the dishes man they just keep coming and you that's ever worked in a restaurant washing dishes you know how that is that shit just keeps fucking coming, man. It's insane. You don't have uh, enough help? Oh, you just get overrun, dude. Um. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 just crazy. But and um, I'm also not sure what I want to do with this job. Um, I do have a good relationship with the managers at this particular restaurant but this restaurant is not really it doesn't really fit in with my value system um, because it's it's of course your general restaurant paradigm is just mass production consumption based uh, uh, profit first based uh, concepts and also this restaurant that I'm working at really isn't a traditional restaurant it's actually more like a, a, a the service is more like along the lines of a hotel service like they they're really mostly really what they do primarily are parties and that's that's another mass consumption based paradigm that I just really don't want anything to do with the the quality of the food suffers. I mean, uh, you know, um, the the waste is is insane. It's just insane. And once again, this this is not as far as basically what I'm talking about is not just the restaurant I work at, but I'm mainly talking about the paradigm of the hotel type of restaurant business is really what I'm referring to. And what I would rather I would rather work for a restaurant that's more traditionally a restaurant and smaller and not completely based in the whole uh, cons mass consumption based paradigm something that more fits my values um, so I'm gonna be looking for something like that of course I'm not gonna make the same amount of money that I make at this place it, it, folks 
For every action, there's a reaction, cause and effect. There's good things about everything and there's bad things about everything. That's just the way life is. But I'm trying to find something that's more aligned with my values. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to go down to part-time at this restaurant or stay full-time for a longer period of time. I don't know. I just, I just, I just don't know. And doing this work is, is very important to me. It's, 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 it's the only doing this work, meaning the great work, what I'm doing here in this video, putting out the natural law episodes and all that stuff. This is the most important work to me, man. This is the most important work to me, but I've said I was going to maybe do an episode and just talk about working in a restaurant and the natural law implications. I mean, once again, you know, at this restaurant, look, I'm going to be honest, I'm just going to say something and this is, this might upset some people and Hey man, you know, too bad if they want me to say this to their face, I'll say this to their face, but it's just this whole, this restaurant, even some of the cooks, not all, but some of the cooks here don't even, they, they, they make, you know, comments amongst each other and stuff and calling me a vegan and I'm not a vegan, which even if I was, what does it matter? Who gives a fuck what I, it, 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 you're going to not like me because I don't eat meat, which I'm not completely vegan. I've been over this, uh, I'm not even a vegetarian. I still eat like clams and scallops, but once again, I have been moving progressively towards vegetarianism. I eliminated just recently sardines for my diet. So I'm, I'm moving, I'm almost completely there as a vegetarian. But once again, it, it, it doesn't, you know, that that's not really the point. It's the point is that these guys are cooks. Okay. These guys are cooks in a major restaurant, hotel type ideology restaurant, but, um, the, these are cooks and they should know that a vegan wouldn't eat. Cause I, I go up, some, I used to, I, I don't even ask, ask them for food anymore, but, um, and mostly I always brought my food, own food anyway, cause I really like making my own food, but, um, I would sometimes every now and then usually it's standard for the help gets a meal a day, which is nice. Um, and, uh, I would go up there and just ask for some mixed vegetables with some mashed potatoes. And I don't want to get too much into this. I don't want to spend too much time on this, but I just want to make this, uh, mention cause this does tie into a value system and what I'm doing in my life. And, and, and this does have a lot to do that, do with that. And, and I understand, you know, this episode may not be completely a, uh, walking the tightrope episode. This may be just like a, a, a mixed episode of culmination of things. Cause, uh, once again, I'm looking at really scaling down even more for a while. So I just want to talk about a bunch of different things, but these, these, these are supposedly cooks, supposedly chefs, the serving, preparing the food here and, and that I'm asking for the food from, and they don't even know that a vegan, some of them, 
Okay, this this doesn't this isn't a blanket statement, but some of them there are a few of them that at least apparently from what I see don't even know that a vegan wouldn't eat the mashed potatoes that I order because there's there's dairy in those mashed potatoes. And these are cooks. And I'm gonna be honest, and I'm gonna end it with this and I'm gonna move on. If you're a cook and you didn't even know that a vegan wouldn't eat those particular mashed potatoes that I go up to the line and order periodically, not anymore, but periodically I used to, you're, you're fucking useless. And I don't, I don't want to eat any food from you. You don't even fucking know that you're not a cook and you're not a chef, dude. And I, and once again, I, I don't care if you eat meat or not. That's not the fucking point. The point is you're a cook, you're a chef, supposedly, in name only, apparently, at least in this situation. And once again, not a blanket statement, not all of them, some of them, a few of them, whoever this applies to, it applies to. And if they want me to say it to their face, I'll say it to their face. Um, and, and you don't even know a vegan wouldn't eat those mashed potatoes and a vegan wouldn't even eat the vegetables at that particular point because they put butter on the, on the vegetables. The ve a vegan would eat the vegetables straight out of the steamer with no butter on them. They don't even fucking know that. And you're not a cook, you're not a chef. And I don't want any of your fucking food. Um, and I mean that. And I'll say it to anyone's face who wants me to say it to if it applies to that person. Um, but I'm just... That's just another thing that just I, I mean really to be honest with you I'm just going to say one more thing about that I wonder if whether some of these particular cooks that I'm referring to that make their little comments to each other about me supposedly being a vegan whatever the fuck else they say about me no one's really ever actually looked me in the eye and, and said what the fuck they, they want to say to me but um, I bet they don't even know what's in those mashed potatoes that <laughs> they don't even fucking know some of them not all not a blanket statement, not not referring to every uh, cook behind that line, but I mean, I bet some of them don't even know what's in the mashed potatoes. And you call yourself a cook, you're nothing of the sort. But anyway, I'm going to move on for that. Um, so, <clears throat> the, uh, the New Jersey gun grabbers are back, like I said they would be, back in... Uh, when was that? December, I was going over that. Um, <clears throat> another ruler of New Jersey, Murphy, kissing up to his masters. And I'm sure he enjoys grabbing guns as well. Um, but, uh, you know, right after this you know, the Buffalo shooting incident, and then this Uvalde, I'll read from the bullet point, the Uvalde police were preventing parents from going into the school to save their children. <clears throat> and and boy, 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 oh boy, boy, oh boy, is this, I mean, it, it, it <laughs> The gun grabbers are out there in New Jersey and even federally, the 
the ruler of the the two rulers the of the United States Biden and Harris are out there petitioning uh, I don't know I forget what the fuck they call it but petitioning for you know guns to be taken from people while they're surrounded by secret service men with firearms and shit fucking hypocrites but um the Uvalde police man just standing out there not even trying to do nothing about a shooter murdering fucking children murdering children man not even trying to do nothing about that and then when the parents finally decide they want to do something about that what do the Uvalde police do or at least these particular individuals whatever whoever they were I think there were you know the Uvalde police <clears throat> stacked with firearms they all had they all had semi-automatic rifles they, they had the same weaponry that this individual has not that that make not not that that's any kind of excuse for not trying to stop someone from murdering children but it makes it even worse because really the truth is these Uvalde police they're, they're they're cowards they're trash is really what they are they're cowards and they're tyrants at the same at the same at the same time the parents tried to rush into the school and and these uh, police were tackling them tasering them handcuffing them assaulting them and you know what folks you know what that is that's accessory to murder that's what that is and folks this has happened before in Columbine they stood out there uh, what, what was that uh, Parkland this has happened before and the Supreme Court I've, I've mentioned this the Supreme Court has ruled that the police it's not their job to protect people in so many words when are people gonna wake up man when are people gonna wake up you got the idiots on the left defund the police which I'm I mean look if the police were to cease to exist today uh, I'd be all right with that yeah there there could be you know problems yeah sure but I'll take it and then you got the right support the police the, the right they're 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 in heavily they're they're in a very contradictory I would say ambivalent position um, even dissonant um, the whole idea of support the police but also support the Second Amendment I mean that's I've been over that contradiction and these Uvalde police man accessories to murder accessories to murder if someone's murdering someone inside of say a building and let's say you come up to say hey I'm gonna stop this murder and I come out there and I say no you're not you're not gonna stop this murder and I and I you try to go in and I tackle you and I bind your hands um, bind and tie your hands prevent you from being able to, to get in there I'm an accessory to murder that's what those police did the parents said hey we're gonna go in there and try to stop this guy and the police stopped them from stopping that guy that's accessory to murder that's accessory to motherfucking murder man when are people going to wake up when when
folks. I've been over policing. I've been over it. So I really don't want to go too much into it. But I think, you know what, I think I'm, I'm going to leave this alone now. And I think I'm, there's going to be some points here throughout this episode that's going to that's going to bring this back up with the Uvalde police because I was I was actually looking over the bullet points yesterday so I think I'm going to get back to this so I'm just going to move on um, and just finish this bullet point and just say I'm I'm going to try to do some local work writing some articles to news to newspapers there's one local newspaper but I got the article written pretty much and it's pretty much ready to go. Um, but, uh, you know, folks, I just, <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I just, after that self-defense uh, letter I wrote, didn't get in to the, the local paper here. I just really haven't been motivated to really try to submit anything. I don't know, man. I, I just don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I just, I'm just fucking just depressed, dude. I really am. This, we're living in a fucking hell world, man. Living in a fucking hell world. Where, where you'll have police who the propaganda says they're supposed to protect people, which is horseshit, but, but the idiots believe that. And you can clearly see that these individuals did nothing of the sort in this Uvalde incident, just to name one. And people will still cling to this paradigm, man. Still cling to this paradigm. And once again, I had something else I wanted to say about that, but I, once again, I just... I'm still recovering. I'm I'm on my weekend and I'm weakened. I'm you know over that little green language. You know, it's my weekend W E E K E N D and I be because I'm resting because I'm weakened W E A K E N E D. And these these police, man. And once again, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna touch on what this is all about and what, what this is all about is folks when someone's initiating physical harm to another person that person needs to be stopped and that that's it period that's objective that's objective morality and that's what this is about and that's what all these walking the tight ropes are all, all my episodes are about I forgot what I was going to talk about, but all right, I'm moving on. I'm going to move on to the next bullet point. Just want to cover voluntary just a little bit more because I just want to try to try to make it clear that I don't think I'm contradicting myself here. I, I, I think I'm on this. Um, I'll just go to the bullet point. Voluntary means the use of free will to make choices. Okay, that's what it means from the definition I looked up. A person can use their free will no matter whether they are coerced or not. Okay. A voluntary society is a society that does not have legitimized coercion and violence. 
Something is not voluntary when a person's free will choice is affected by violence, especially legitimized violence. So that's where it's just, it, this is a tough one for me because uh, a person can use their free will no matter whether they're coerced or not. But I would consider something not voluntary when a person's free will choice is being affected by violence, especially legitimized violence. That's that's how I'm just going to finish up voluntary. Okay, that's how I'm going to put it. And I'm going to continue on with the bullet point. The legitimized violence is much more coercive because a person has to defend themselves against the society, entire society. That's a huge dynamic. That's how these natural laws work. As the society becomes more moral, it'll become more enslaved in the aggregate as that grows, as that immorality grows. And it's much more coercive. And the rulers of this world know it. When I, I, I'm talking about the high level uh, secret society members, dark occultists, all them, that ultimately control the people who control the public relations machines and all that. Um, they know this. They know this. They know that you get more people to buy into this idea of human rulership. And that's much more coercive because when the puppets, the political puppets, make a rule called a law or a mandate or an executive order, People are going to be more apt to follow it because anyone who decides to, I'll use an example, let's say me, myself, I decide not to pay taxes anymore. Well, it's going to be, I've been over this dynamic, it's going to be me versus 260 million fucking people. Because eventually, um, if I don't pay my taxes, someone's going to either come over to my home to want to kidnap me and take me to a cage or kick me out of my house. And if I refuse to do both of those things, I'm going to face violence, which is, I mean, that is violence, but I'm going to face more violence. And if I choose to defend myself against that violence, if I choose to defend myself against that violence, um, I just thought of something, but I'm juggling thoughts here. If I choose to defend myself against that violence and I, let's say I win, I, I, I kill the enforcers that are coming, that are tr trying to assault me and kill me. Well, it's not over because I'm going to have to face more enforcers. Um, there's going to be nowhere for me to go in the United States without some enforcement apparatus being able to track me. And I'm going to be going up against 260 million adult civilians in the country that are going to think that for what I did defending myself for doing nothing other than not wanting to pay arbitrary fees that some ruling class thinks that I, I'm obligated to pay, that I deserve to be 
either killed or put in a cage for the rest of my life. There's that that's incredibly coercive. That's incredibly coercive. It's almost impossible. It's almost impossible. You're either complying or you're going to die. That's it. At least in a society where don't where people don't blindly believe in the legitimacy of human rulership, you may have to just go up against less people. It'd be one thing if I was going up against a gang of a hundred people instead of a gang of 260 million people. That's a whole different animal. A hundred people is a lot, but 260 million? It's insane. So there you have it. That legitimized violence, as that grows in a society and people believe in that legitimized violence, any person who tries to, to make a free will choice to do something that's correct, defend themselves against an initiation of aggression, it's it's they're going to be facing certain death certain punishment whereas in a society where people don't believe in that legitimized violence you say a couple individuals come to your home to want to engage in violence against you and you kill those individuals they initiate aggression to you and then you defend yourself rightfully and and, and kill them you more than likely it's it's very possible that may be it but then again more of that individual of that gang may come to you again but you're not facing in a society without legitimized violence we're not facing certain doom for defending ourselves righteously it's incredibly coercive it's incredibly coercive and from a bull point this is similar in proxy to the mandatory natural behavior law of objective morality see the, the dark dark occult knows this dark occult knows this very similar because it's it works <clears throat> the legitimized violence works artificially but it works almost kind of like how natural behavioral laws work how they're automatic you walk off a building, you fall to your tall building, you fall to your death automatically. When, as a society becomes more moral, that society becomes more a slave automatically. Natural behavioral laws work whether we align with them or not. Laws of freedom. We want freedom, we gotta, we gotta be more moral. If we're if we behave immorally, we're we're going to get slavery. And the legitimized violence works along those lines. Because once you choose to righteously defend yourself against enforcers enforcing arbitrary rules like taxation, which no one has the right to claim the fruits of another person's labor, no one has that right. 
once that the I'm just I'm you know I'm just I'm just I'm I'm just tired man I'm, I'm just I just keep losing my train of thought losing my train of thought man I'm I'm, I'm just tired but talking about how this type of legitimized violence and coercion works almost just like the natural behavior laws because when an individual decides to defend themselves righteously against violence, legitimized violence, that person is going to have to face an entire society. Nowhere to run, nowhere to hide, especially here in America with the enforcement apparatus that America has and the minds of the people that America has. In fact, I'll say this back to the Uvalde police. If those parents decided when the police decided to stop the parents from going in to save their children, if the parents decided to use physical force against those police and even kill those police, the parents would have been correct. But once again, in a society where you have 260 million people who believe in legitimized violence, the majority of society would think that wh whichever one of those parents actually did decide to defend themselves against the Uvalde police's initiation of aggression, our, the whole entire society would think that those people deserve to be killed or put in a cage themselves for the rest of their lives, more than likely. This is serious. And the dark occult understands these dynamics and the dark occult knows how to, to create artificially, to kind of create natural laws artificially. And that's what this legitimized violence does. It creates the appearance of an actual true law, but it's not a true law. It's just, it's fucking mind control is what it is. And that's that's a shame. I'm gonna, uh, you know, I'm gonna get more into this, but I just really wanted to just cover that with with voluntary and from the last bullet from the end of the bullet point to get freedom, people must behave objectively moral. I said that I said that a million times throughout all my podcasts, but um, voluntary. I, I just wanted to cover voluntary just a little bit more. Okay, and make sure that I'm clearing up that I, I'm really not, I, I don't think I'm contradicting myself. I don't think I'm contradicting myself. I think I'm explaining it um, correctly, but I'm going to continue on to the next bullet point. The threat of legitimized violence at the hands of the masses almost completely removes a coerced person's free will. This is because non-compliance means almost certain death or punishment. Self-defense is almost entirely eliminated. This becomes more pronounced as the society gets larger. Immorality equals slavery, especially in the aggregate of large society. So that, that, that's a, I, I was meant talking about that a little bit um, in the previous bullet point. So that's, that's, I mean, self-defense is, is, is being eliminated from our fucking society, man. I mean, we're absolutely, once again, with the Uvalde police slamming, slamming those parents down, trying to go in and save their kids. And people will defend the police. 
the majority of the masses, the dupes, the idiots will defend those will defend those police on both sides. I mean, maybe the left might say, oh, defund them or whatever. But once again, like I said, if the parents chose to fight the police, even the idiots on the left side would say, oh, oh, those parents don't have the right to do that. OK, so let's let's be clear there. Next bullet point. Humans substitute constructed mandatory rules called laws for natural laws. Once again, talking about what, what the dark occult knows as well. I was mentioning that what the dark occult knows who I've been over who the dark occult is. They're the they're the secret society members and who control the people who control all the masses. OK, it's a big compartmentalized chain of of uh masters to slaves slave master slave relationship um so i'm gonna i'm gonna continue from the bone point no even if you do not want to think that there are natural laws of behavior that exist these people who are atheistic okay i, I guess i don't know if that's a word but i'll say atheistic um uh he anyone who does an honest investigation can clearly see that immoral behaviors translate to slavery and once again, even if you don't want to believe there's an, a creator and there's there all this kind of stuff and a God and all this stuff, it's clear that when people behave immorally, you get slavery. I mean, it's just so, it's so obvious. It's so obvious. And I would say... You look at a, I, I put some examples down, but once again, it's just, I, I haven't been looking at this too much and, but I, I guess I'll try to explain this a little bit. Cause I had just, I just haven't had any time to really think about this stuff. Really. I, I just haven't had any time to think about this stuff. That That's why once again, I'm probably, I'm, I, I just got to do a reevaluation in my whole life, man. I, I just got to do a reevaluation in my whole life. Cause it's just, this, this just isn't fucking working. But um, an example, uh, I'll, uh, <clears throat> when trying to explain these natural behavior laws and how they work, it's always good. I've said this in the past. It's always good. A lot of teachers, a lot of, a lot of the good teachers say, just look at things on a one-on-one -on -one basis. And I, I think that's a very good way to look at it. And when one person engages in violence against another person and that person allows it, that's what slavery is. And when one person, now when one person engages in violence against another person and that person defends themselves against that person, that's not necessarily slavery, okay? But when, say you have three people, one person engages in violence against another person and that person tries to defend themselves and then the other person helps the person who's initiating violence, that's slavery. That's what happens. That's, I mean, just look at any dramatization of slavery or, 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 or read um, books about the slavery in the South. That's what happened. And then when you have, say, a group of people, 10 people, one person's initiating violence against another person, and that person is not fighting back, and then the other eight people are standing around supporting the violence, that's slavery. That's slavery. 
that what that's what happened in Frederick Douglass's um, dramatization of uh, I mean not I mean uh, account okay not uh, uh, dramatization I, I want to make, make it clear this was a, a real world account of, of what Frederick Douglass saw while he was uh, a slave at a, a plantation and the 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 runaway slave was caught and he was being whipped and it was vicious it was awful blood squirting everywhere it was it was awful and frederick douglas thought that the other slaves would be horrified and then he looked around at the other slaves and they were they were cheering they thought it was great and then he asked them hey wh 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 how could you how could you think that's how could you delight in in witnessing that horrific violence and the slaves told him he got what he deserved for stealing himself stealing himself from his master and and that's that's that kind of situation you had one person engaging in violence against another person and you had a bunch of people standing around supporting that violence that's slavery that's slavery if you can't look at that and say hey that immorality causes slavery if you can't once again even if you don't want to think that there's a creator or, or all cre all creative intelligence or, or or any of that shit you want to be atheistic you should at least be able to to observe that scientific objective observation and especially once again with the one-on-one -on -one, when one person initiates violence against another person that person allows it and doesn't fight back that's slavery that's slavery that's how slavery happens that is slavery that is the very definition of slavery the the initiator of violence is immoral and really to be honest with you the person having the violence engaged against them providing they're an adult and i'll just say they're an adult and they allow that violence to be engaged against them they're behaving immorally, actually, to be honest with you. Because anyone who's having aggression initiated against them, it's their duty to defend themselves. Now, I understand some people, children or some other people may not have the capacity to do that. But that's, an, that, that's something I've been over that before. So I'm not going to completely get into that. But I'm just trying to say... Anyone should be able to observe that immorality leads to slavery, period, end of story. Violence leads to slavery, period, end of story. When someone says, hey, give me your money, and then they take it from you, that's slavery. And the person just gives their money up and, and allows it. That's slavery. That is fucking slavery. It just is. It's that simple. And then you have further examples that are sub, I would say, sub um, um, effects. SUB, like sub, sub effects, like, like underneath effects of a society that becomes more immoral and gets slavery. And you have the drug overdose deaths, the suicides, the homicides, and the autism rates. I mean, if you can't, uh, if you can't observe this, and at least think, hey, you know, there's something to this. You're just shot out, dude. I'm going to move on.
So moving on to, uh, I just wanted to further discuss the left-right paradigm politics. And as stated in the last episode, this is from the bullet point, I feel that there's about 50% of people on the left side of the dichotomy that are absolutely evil, whether they know it or not. I really think that, folks. I really think that. I really think that uh, I'd say half of these uh, leftists are just straight evil, man. I mean, they're bad. It's awful. I've been over several accounts of, of what some leftists, the, the, the words that have come out of their fucking mouths to me. It's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. But um, I just wanted to give an example. Uh, and you can look this up for yourself. Uh, I know there's a study out there. I forget who did the study, but there's a, there's a study about the scamdemic, uh, SARS-2 bullshit scamdemic preparation <clears throat> and individual examples. Okay. I'm trying to remember what I meant by the individual example, but, um, the scamdemic, uh, yes, the individual examples are, are the uh, accounts that I just mentioned just a second ago, the people, what they've said to me, like this one left, this guy said to me, I wouldn't mind living in a totalitarian society as long as I was rich. And keep in mind, this was uh, maybe a minute after we were both just talking about the horrors of Hitler and Stalin, okay, and what they facilitated and what their order followers did. And the scamdemic preparation um, was a study that I read going back once again to the Free Thought Project. I've been mentioning them a lot lately um, in an article. I forget who did who did the article. I don't know if it was Matt or, or Don, but... Um, <clears throat> Uh, or someone else. Um, it was a study where they were just asking questions about, I'll, I'll just give one example, uh, uh, one question example along the lines of, I can't completely remember, it was a while ago, but the numbers came out that 45% of Democrats supported quarantine camps for people who didn't want to take a vaccine. So there you have it. I mean, that's just absolutely fucking evil. I mean, that, that that's, that's, those are, you know, you're talking about concentration camps here. We're talking about mass formation psychosis, man. Mass formation psychosis. I mean, this is serious. But then again, there are also evil people on the right, man. There is evil people on the right, no doubt. I mean, the right shows their 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 evilness as well. I've been over all that. I've been over all this, but I just want to really mention that it, the, the the left is is it's really bad. Especially about 50% of it, I'd say, is straight evil. Straight evil. The other 50% misguided. Straight evil. Whether they know it or not. So on to the next bullet point. People must understand that in order to implement any solution that will lead to peace and freedom, people must begin to know, understand, and align with objective morality. Period. End of story. And this is very important. Everybody always wants to give solutions. Everybody always wants change, but nobody wants to change. 
I've been over all this before, but I'm covering this again. It, first thing, I'm just looking at the next bullet point to make sure I'm not going to cover this like I did <laughs> previously. Um, again, the next bullet point. Um, it's... It's just it. Once again, this is just I've just had it. I've just fucking had it. Oh my god, I've just fucking had it. Oh my god, I'm just done. I'm just done. Any solution we try to look at, let's say, <clears throat> like walk, like a, a walk on a tightrope tight solution in for people who just can't get away from the whole idea of politics to at least want to look to say uh, a third party move away from the left right paradigm which is a, which is a big step that's <laughs> a big step it's sad it's sad that that's the level of consciousness we humans are on but it's it's unfortunately people can't even walk away from the left right paradigm. They're too scared to do that. Um, but even if we were to start to look to a third party, people still have to begin to know, understand, and align with objective morality. People must understand that there is an objective standard of morality and that it exists naturally in nature. People have to begin, I, I'm just going to repeat it again, know, understand, and align with objective morality. It has to begin. It has to begin. No matter what we do. <clears throat> it's like with everybody, many people thinking that what they call renewable energy you know, the solar and wind and all that stuff, which I'm not against, but the whole idea, I, I've mentioned the documentary Planet of Humans, renewable energy, what they call renewable energy, is not going to save us, okay? It's in order to get change that may benefit us, we have to change ourselves and we have to change the way we think. We have to change our relationship with between other humans and we have to change our relationship with animals and the environment and we have to begin to know, understand and align with objective morality. That's all part of it. And then as we start to do that, things will change around us. We'll naturally start to change. We'll naturally start to look to other solutions to move away from the carbon-based fuels paradigm, which is destroying our world, without a doubt. Without a doubt. We'll start looking at these, having the courage to look at these climate engineering programs. I was just outside wetting my animals out, looking right up in the sky, and, and, and they're spraying the shit out of us up there. The airplanes are spraying us. It's unbelievable. And once again, people, people to us, uh, <clears throat> I'm just, I'm just, oh man.
I'm just gonna move on. I'm just I'm just sick. I'm just done. Um so no matter what solutions we offer for anything, the solutions must have some components of knowing and understanding and aligning with objective morality. That's what walking a tightrope's about. We got to start bringing an understanding of objective morality into into our society, into our lives. Next bullet point: the people on the right are being pacified and going along with the tyranny, all the while thinking that they are the resistance and the solution. That's controlled opposition. And yeah, yeah, that's 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 so true. I've been over that from the bullet point. The way to see through the people on the right is when an oppressive rule that the right is opposing gets implemented and the right side politicians and media says, it's not really correct grammar, but say that we must abide by the rule until it is reversed. I've been over that. That's how you see through it. How And, and once again, what gives you what gives a person that kind of insight, knowing, understanding, and aligning with objective morality? See? See? That's how this works. It works from the inside. We have to change ourselves, and things will change around us. But people don't want that change. People get... I've been over all this. People get something out of this left-right paradigm. If they didn't get anything out of it, they wouldn't, they wouldn't participate in it. That's obvious. But... And there it is. That's how, and I've been over that. I've been over that in a episode where I was talking about how to how to search for information using that moral compass. When you when you hear information, it may not be completely true. You have to you have to discern that. But if you have a good moral compass, you can see that at least some information you're getting is coming from someone who understands objective morals, and there may be something to that. It doesn't mean that it's true. It's, it's, it's a very complex process. But, it, but knowing and understanding and aligning with objective morals gives, gives you a good moral compass, and you can get a feel for a lot of research that's out there and a lot of independent researchers. I've been over that. But once again, you can see right through these right-sided politicians. You, you can see right through them. And when, when you can see right through them, when, especially when things don't work out for, for the right side and, and something that the left side wants gets implemented. And the right side tells you, oh, well, we have to follow it. This is our, this is our obligation. Bullshit. Bullshit. All right, folks. Well, it's a law now. We have to follow it. Bullshit. First thing, it's not a law. It's a, it's a rule called a law or a mandate or an executive order. Not, not even calling them laws anymore. And, and we have that the right side will tell their dupes that they have to follow it. And that's bullshit. We do not any rule that gets implemented once again like spooner said that doesn't align with natural rights i mean spooner basically said in so many words any law that's not 
aligned with natural rights is a law that no human being has any obligation to uh, obey and definitely should not enforce. Period. Period. And that's what that's the way people think and that's how you see through this and I've been over that and just once again we have to start learning objective morality and then things will start changing around us things will start changing for the for the better may not be great that's another thing morality and freedom doesn't mean everything's going wonderful It's time to grow up. I'm going to move on. I'm just going to go into here, just explain in further detail what I mean by using violence to punish people for violence and prevent violence. Fucking insanity, man. <laughs> just, just listen to that. Just listen to that. Let me say it again. Using violence to punish people for violence and prevent violence. I mean, just listen to that. That just sounds like total fucking insanity. <laughs> and this is what we have. And people think it's wonderful. From the bullet point, the idea is rooted in the belief that violence is an innate characteristic of humans. There you go. There's that, that belief. I mentioned in past episodes trying to teach these, these laws to my, to my mother. And my mother said, well, Billy, people are just naturally violent. I was just like, what? No, they're not. What are you talking about? I mean, I, I don't know. If I can't remember if those were exact words. I can't remember exactly what she said to me. But really, that's basically what she said to me. And I was just like, what are you talking about, Ma? That's, that's completely untrue. That is absolutely false. And I remember, and I even remember my mother and father telling me things along those lines when I was a child. That is absolutely false. Violence is not an innate characteristic of humans. And I've been over this in my video, the anti-American freedom movement. Uh, uh, I mean, the, the American anti-freedom movement. It's, it's kind of anti-American as well. If, if, you, if, if your American values are rooted in what this country is founded on. But the, the title is the American anti-freedom movement. And I went over that, that also hum, like the, the, it was a critique of the critique of my original, uh, article freedom versus tyranny. We have choice. Um, it was the, the critique article was, uh, freedom, taking freedom to extremes. Have we lost our mind? That was the guy Ralph there. And he said that, as much as he would like to believe that humans have a natural moral compass. And that's another thing. Humans do not have a natural moral compass. We don't have a natural moral compass. Humans are not naturally violent and they're not naturally moral either. But this, once again, just go into this belief, violence to punish people for violence and prevent violence, which you still have violence. It's just insane. Just, just saying that to myself makes me just like, it's unbelievable. But 
it's I once again the idea is rooted in well humans are violent so why don't we just use violence to prevent violence and punish people for violence well you still have violence but but that's natural no it's not incorrect it is not natural I'm going to say it again violence is not an innate characteristic of humans neither is morality Next bullet point. The insane logic is we need people to steal, assault, murder, and rape people in order to prevent people and punish people for theft, assault, murder, and rape. That's the insane logic. What this insane logic does is legitimizes forms of violence that enforcers for the state can use in the course of their duties. In addition, it excuses egregious crimes law enforcers commit while on a job and even off the job. On many occasions, law enforcers face no punishment for these crimes, especially the lesser immoral crimes like stealing and stuff like that. Um, even when certain enforcers are punished, which you know, is loss of job, boo-hoo, or remote possibility of imprisonment, very remote, the underlying causal factors are not addressed. The underlying ideology of the system is the problem. Of course, for the masses, not the rulers, it's not the problem for the ruling class. It's great for the ruling class, terrible for us. But unfortunately, once again, people get things out of this. Feeling like I'm gonna sneeze. Um, people get things out of this, the masses. They get things out of this, so they support it. The masses will support, either support it uh, directly or indirectly as long as they're they have their creature comforts as long as everything's going well for them it's fucked up but that's the insane logic man that we need people to steal assault murder and rape people in order to prevent and punish people for theft assault murder and rape i mean look at the Uvalde police standing out there and then assaulting the parents that were trying to run in to save their children. But then, of course, don't worry, parents. Once the murderer's done murdering enough people, they'll go in and they'll take them out, or maybe the murderer will just kill himself. And then, after, after, if, 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 if the murderer doesn't kill himself, we'll punish the murderer for theft, for, for the murders. I mean, I, I can't even, I can't even say it. It, it. This is just insane. I mean, this is, this is the insanity that we're living in. And people think this is perfectly fucking fine. And they'll never, ever, ever let go. They'll never let go. Never. Never. I've been over this. They're stuck. They're stuck. Stuck. Never let this go, man. It's just another reason why I just... <clears throat> I've just fucking had it. Never let, never let this go. We don't understand that there are natural laws of objective morality that we align with in order to get freedom and 
when people transgress against others, we punish them with self-defense. And if someone's able to get away with transgressing, we make sure we know who the person is and we punish them. That's how it works. Good luck. So let's move on to the next bullet point. People do not understand that all rights and responsibilities start in the, in the, in the individual and aggregate out into the collective. That's how that works. The violence to stop violence idea reverses the principle of individual sovereignty. People think the good of the collective starts in surrendering, surrendering individual bodily sovereignty as a necessary evil to maintain a peaceful and free society, which is not. That's not what it is. It's fucking slavery is what it is. It's a society of duress. People think, well, we're living in a peaceful and free society. People think that just because they can go outside their house and drive their car to work, I guess, that they're free. Much more to freedom than that. Not even free in their own minds. Not even free in their own minds. Walking around calling themselves homeowners when they have to pay property taxes. You don't own shit, dude. You don't own your property. You have to pay taxes on a property. You don't fucking own it. Not even free in their own minds. Not even being honest with themselves. At least be honest with yourself. At least say, you know what? I don't own my property. Whoever I pay my property taxes to, as the euphemism goes, it's, it's extortion. But whoever I pay my property taxes to owns my property. It's unbelievable. But that's what people think. <clears throat> that this society we have is a peaceful society. It's not. It's a peaceful society under duress because once again, you have 260 million adults here in America who think that violence by representatives of the ruling class is legitimate. You have a whole entire society complying with violence under duress and that's not peace and freedom that's slavery and violence is what that is in front of bullet point evil whether supposedly necessary that legitimize violence or the lesser like with your with your left right paradigm of the politics is still evil once again, that's the logic. Well, we need evil to stop evil. It's still evil. Well, we have two politicians here. We have no other choice. No other choice. We can't choose a third party. Or we can't just choose to walk the fuck away from this whole religion of politics. Just walk away from it completely ignore these motherfuckers, the politicians out of existence, ignore them out of existence, ignore them out of existence. 
Don't obey their rules. Don't enforce their rules. They're done. Game over. Good luck. Good fucking luck. We're going, we're, dude, this, this country is going to break out in a civil war, dude. No doubt. If this continues, this country is going to break out in a civil war, dude. And it's going to be fucking horrible. It's going to be horrible. It's going to be horrible. This country is going to break out in a civil war. If this paradigm we're living under right now, as if things just continue on this trend. It's going to be horrible. You, you, you think of the, the war movies. Even war movies as gory as like the Saving Private Ryan war movies don't even don't even come close to really to really showing you what it's all about. And we're going to find out. We're going to find out the hard way. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, it's unbelievable. The, these people really think there's no other choice. There's no other choice than these, the left or the right. That's it. No, you can't choose a third party. Or you can't just choose to completely walk away from this and elevate your consciousness. I mean, even going to a third party is an elevation of consciousness. It's a walking a tightrope solution, harm reduction-based solution. It's not what I think is ideal, but it's a, it's, it's a start. But completely walking away from this system? Forget about it, man. It's a joke. It's a joke. It's, it's just unbelievable. That's that, that insanity. We need evil to stop evil. And then when we choose our evil, we'll try to choose the lesser of the evils. We'll try to choose the nicer evil person. Like in 2016, oh, Hillary Clinton, she's really evil. So we'll pick Donald Trump. He's not as evil. And then 2020, every, most people thought that Joe Biden was uh, less evil than Donald Trump. And of course, folks, all these elections, it's, it's a controlled publicity. It's a selection. It's not an election. The, the dark occult chooses who, who becomes the ruler of the United States. And they manipulate the whole thing. And the whole voting process, really, in my opinion, is just like a data mining kind of uh, thing where they just kind of get an idea where the consciousness of people are, which is fucking in the gutter. It's a joke. I mean, these dark, I'm sure these dark occultist people, I'll just mention some of the, some of them, like the Rockefellers and stuff. The Rockefellers must just laugh their asses off at, at their parties, at stupid people. They must just laugh their asses off at some of the shit filth that comes out of people's mouths. And they must just be laughing hysterically laughing hysterically even even people like gates and kissinger i'm sure they just laugh hysterically you, you know you got kissinger what was kissinger's quote uh military men are dumb stupid animals to be used as pawns in foreign policy you know he laughs his ass off he laughs his ass off at these these fucking yo-yos standing at attention and shit he's these the these uh 
dogs in, in, in basic training, crawling around and chanting and shit, walking around and chanting like they're in a fucking trance. They are in a trance. It's hypnotism. Mind control uh, indoctrination tactics, man. Laughing at them. Laughing. Laughing his ass off. Kissinger I'm talking about. And Gates. Gates laughing his ass off. You know he laughs his ass off. He laughs his ass off at all these people wanting to take these vaccines. Laughs his ass off at them. These people laugh their asses off at how stupid people are because even these dark occultists whatever level they're on, the higher levels, they know. They know that it's absolutely idiotic to use violence to punish people for violence and prevent violence. Because they know that doesn't prevent violence because that is violence. And they know that humans are not naturally violent. And they know that humans are not naturally moral. They know all these things. And they just laugh at how unbelievably stupid people are. They just laugh at how unbelievably stupid people are. And, you know, this episode really wasn't even really much of a walking the tightrope, really. I mean, I'm going to talk a little bit about that in a second, but I mean, this really wasn't a walking the tightrope and really wasn't much about justice systems. I mean, it's about justice itself. But it really wasn't even much about justice systems. It's just really, I mean, really, this is, this episode's really been a lot of ranting and you know folks i'm just i'm just ranting i am ran i'm ranting a lot i'm just i'm just i just fucking had it I, i've said that a bunch of times I, I just it's just profound ignorance i mean folks i'm coming right out and saying it 9-11 was an absolute 9-11 those buildings were were were, were controlled demolitions, all three of them. I'm coming right out and saying it. Coming right out and saying it. And I've, I've said that anyway before. I've said that. I, I've, I've clearly stated that the way those buildings fell defies the law the one and two, towers one and two, defies, defies the laws of physics and could not happen the way that the, the official explanation is stating. It's impossible. But I'm even just going to go a step further and put out my opinion on those two buildings that those two buildings were definitely demoed. They're demoed. How can, how can you think otherwise? How can you think otherwise? And of course, I've always said Building 7, I absolutely say was a, was a controlled demolition. The, the study, uh, uh, the Alaska Fairbanks and uh, architects and 9-11 engineers showed that. 9-11 uh, simultaneous structural failure, um, uh, uh, building seven simultaneous structural failure, controlled demolition. I've, I've been saying that repeatedly, but I've, I've just been uh, with building one and two, just clearly I, I, I've been over that in past uh, episodes and I've clearly said that the explanation, there's no way, no way that that plain fuel took down those buildings and especially like that i've been over that and just people still just will just will just are just so dumb and i'm sure that these dark occultists laugh their asses off at that laugh their asses off at the wmds in iraq you know I, i'm i'm ranting i'm ranting let's just let's just get to the bullet points 
Um, next bullet point. This is the fear aspect of walking the tightrope between the beginnings of having the courage to align with objective morality and the concerns of what other people may do. And it, I just do want to be clear, it is not unreasonable to be concerned about what others what others will do, okay? That's not an unreasonable concern. <laughs> but you have to walk that tightrope between our fears of being concerned about what other people will do. And I've touched on this in... in other walking the tightrope episodes in saying, hey, we have to be moral here. We have to be moral. And we have to not support violence because we're afraid of what other people will do. Because all that's going to do is create more violence on so many levels, not just legitimize state enforcer violence, but even non-legitimized violence. Violence creates violence. But that that's just, it's just people, people are never, it's never, people are never going to get it. People are never going to get it. Never. I hope I'm wrong. My God, I hope I'm wrong. I mean, I would love it if all of a sudden things started turning around and everybody said, ha ha, Bill, we proved you wrong. I'd be happy as hell. I'd be like, thank God you proved me wrong. I'm so happy you proved me wrong. But I, I don't think I'm wrong. <laughs> I think we're headed towards suffering on a level that just can't, we're headed towards suffering on a level that, that can't even be quantified. I mean, people can't see through any of this shit. They can't even see through the, the rising gas prices. They can't see through that. The wealthy industrials who are, once again, these dark occultists. Um, I've been using that term a lot in this episode. I never really used that term much in past episodes, but I'm using that a lot in this episode because I'm really just, I'm, I'm really just putting it out there and, and, and just really just trying to get people to understand that these, once again, occultists who have all the information that I'm putting out to the masses, use that information, they occult it, they hide it from view, and that I just want to be clear, there are also people out in the world who are higher uh, members of, I'll, I'll say, higher class society. Once again, I can't stand classes and all that stratification and all that bullshit. That's all con human constructural uh, created constructs. But um, there are also people that are a part of secret societies, high level secret societies that are uh, not necessarily using this uh, information to uh, uh, for, for evil. Um, knowledge is neither good or bad. Um, so there are occultists, there are occultists who are trying to, out there trying to wake people up as well. And there's occultists out there, basically, what do I mean by occultists? 
I'll just say a person who knows a lot of the esoteric information that I've been giving out in these podcasts and some of them withhold it and invert it and pervert it like that Satanism and use it for evil and others uh, are putting it out there or just not using it to try to harm others. Okay. So just want to be clear about that. But unfortunately people are just concerned, so overly concerned about what others will do. They want to control them. They want to control them and they want to use violence to do that because they're babies because they're babies. All these people that will make excuses for Uvalde police, they're babies. They're babies, they're children. And it's a shame. It's, it's disgusting. And I'm just gonna I'm just gonna cut out early here. I'm I'm gonna do the last bullet point here. Fear has led our society to engage in immoral behaviors, such as the military invasions of sovereign countries like Iraq. This invasion was so immorally egregious that just about the entire U.S. completely ignored the fact that the mainstream media blatantly lied about the WMDs. This includes Fox. This includes Fox, and and uh, that's another thing that these dark occultists, the uh, you know people like Kissinger and them, laugh their asses off at people. People still trust your mainstream media, especially CNN, MSNBC, and Fox. After all three of them were caught in in concert lying about the WMDs in Iraq, mushroom cloud, all that shit. Um, and people still trust still trust the media. Still trust it. Like Zygmunt Brzezinski said, uh, something along the lines of, before long, the Americans will only be able to parrot what they heard on the previous night's news. It's a paraphrase there, something like that. Th th there you have it. And it's that fear. And fear leads to violence. Fear leads to evil. And we have to start walking away from those fears and, and having courage. And courage isn't the absence of fear. Courage is facing your fears and doing what's right despite your fears. And courage is dead. Unfortunately, the only people who have the courage, real courage in our society are people, for the most part, there's many people who do have courage in our society um, here in America and around the world. Um, but uh, unfortunately, the people that are getting it done, working in concert with each other are people who are using their courage to engage in evil. And unfortunately, the universe, that, that's the way these laws work. It's, one, it's an automatic, it's an automatic law. People with courage will be rewarded. They're, people with courage and unity on a, on a mission, even if it's evil, it'll work for them. That's why we, the people, have to become united in the understanding of objective morality and have the courage to know, understand, and align our behaviors with that, and then 
things will turn around for us. But only until then. And that's really the centerpiece of walking the tightrope is knowing and understanding and aligning with objective morality. And starting to plug that in to everything we do. How can we become more moral? How can we progress towards being more moral with our behaviors? So that's going to be it. It's going to be it. Uh, I am going to try to do this interview with a child care worker, but I'm just, I'm just shot out, man. But I'm going to continue on, man. I'm not giving up. I'm not giving up, folks. I can't. I can't. I, I couldn't look myself in the mirror and just stop doing this work. I'm going to be, I, I also didn't mention, uh, I think I might have mentioned this in the past episode or something, but I'm also going to be working on my website. So I'm not going to be doing nothing. I'm going to be working on my website, working on an interview with a child care worker, and I'm going to be working on writing some letters to papers, newspapers and stuff. But for now, I'm going to be just uh, scaling it down even more. Because I'm just, it's just not working out and I got to figure out what's going, you know, what's going on in my life and work all this out. All right. And to all you out there, uh, I hope that you start learning all this stuff and, and uh, looking into it for yourself. Don't believe anything I say, look into it for yourself. Um, get out there, start trying to, start trying to teach this. In whatever way is comfortable for you, uh, even if the only thing that's comfortable for you is to donate to a researcher who's putting the word out, that's 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 good. That's something, you know. Um, and just uh, know that for those of you that are learning and, and and working on thinking about trying to do something, I'm with you. We're together on this. This is a worldwide thing. This is not just here in America. This is the world. To those of you in the, the where I get the most plays, uh, U.S., Britain, Brazil, I'm with you. And all of you in the rest of the world that want freedom, I'm with you. Together, if we can just break the tide, if we can just, if we can just get a change of consciousness going. I think we have a chance, but under the current, the way things are currently, it's not looking good and I'm sure you see the same. All right. Good luck, everybody.